You say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Uh, come on, y'all, let's... Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio. Talk 24-7. It's Workout Wednesday with the motivator, Jazzy G. Morning Coffee with the Motivator Jazzy G featuring Cheryl Star. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my soul motivated. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Morning Coffee with y'all truly, the Motivator Jazzy G. Here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7, the station with heart on our heart. And today, beloved, is Work It Out Wednesday. That's right, it's Work It Out Wednesday. You know what that means? It's no more getting over the hump. It's all about working it out. Getting up, getting out, do what you gotta do to make it happen. And the person by my side, my partner in crime, is yeah. one that's only the snitch. She <laughs> 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 always working it out, though. The one, the only, the incomparable show. Oh, Cheryl Stahl. Good morning, Jazzy G. Good morning, Soul Motivators. Don't listen to Jazzy G. I ain't snitched on nobody. And I done done seen a lot of things. And they say a slip of a lip will sink a ship. And I've never (laughs) sunk a ship yet. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you, star. Yo, but this party wouldn't be a party if the man on the board wasn't here keeping it all together like glue. He's the one, the only. He's the super producer. DJ Nelson, the Mike What's going on, show? But it's P.S. Nelson every day, all day. Hola, Nelson. You're my favorite Puerto Rican, you know that, bro. You're my favorite black man. Yo, what's up? Yes, yes, yes. Let's let's get into some housekeeping. Let's get it going, because we got a special guest today, man. Oh, yes. We celebrated 50 years of hip-hop. Hey, man, I got one of my closest friends on here today, man. But, yo, tell us about some housekeeping today. Well, the housekeeping so motivators. I know you guys remember... Last week, we talked about uh, Kiki Palmer. You know, she went to Usher's concert, had a sexy dress on. It was a bit revealing. Um, nothing different than we have seen that Beyonce wore, Ciara wore, Jennifer Lopez wore. But uh, her current baby father, she just had a baby, if y'all don't know. She just had a baby. And uh, so we made co- we had a housekeeping regarding her boyfriend's comments that you know you're a mother now you should rethink the dress he didn't like the you know the visuals that usher was serenading her and you know had his hand below her waist so it put a lot of attention on the booty oh my god becky look at her butt so anyway um you know that's been still people still been talking about it as you guys know social media everybody's talking about everything and um so Kiki Palmer has been taking digs. So, you know, uh, allegedly it looked like, you know, they they may not have resolved it because uh, it was a post recently. And she said, um, if you are not putting a ring on my finger, you should not have an opinion when I come out the house looking like. And everybody was like, whoa, you know, and this is the guy that she just had a baby by. So. People was like, you know, what is what is going on with Kiki Palmer and her? Is he just a baby daddy? Is he? Are they a couple? Do they live together? Because apparently they've been communicating on social media, which is never a good sign. You know, that's the worst place for a couple to be hashing out their issues. But but you know, we'll see how that unfolds. But it's been it's been uh you know it's got my attention. 
<laughs> well, you know what I said about it last week, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a lot of insecurities going on, but at the same time, it's like, you know, she went Beyonce on to put a ring on it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she went Beyonce for the ring. What I said last week, I said, you know, you should put a ring on it first anyway. Right. I think people are working backwards. That's just, that's one of my opinions. You're working backwards. So when things are worked backwards, nothing can work forwards and you're going backwards that's that's just my opinion on the thing that sounds but, like it's that's what's happening but yeah but you know we'll keep up with that story so motivators yes you know, indeed we'll indeed a close it, eye on what's going on there yeah we we keep you we keep you on on, on that on that kind of housekeeping and everything like that because it is a hot topic and everything you know because kiki inspired me to get my sexy dress back out the closet you know <laughs> i hear you i hear you <laughs> <laughs> yo but but so motivators, we have a special guest today, and this is my boy. We go way back. We go back like Spinal Cords and Monopoly boys. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you know, we are celebrating 50 years of hip hop. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And you know, we bring nothing but pioneers on this show. We're bringing the pioneers on this show. You know what I'm saying? So you can can get the, the gist of where hip hop started. You know what I'm saying? You know it started in the Bronx and manifests itself in Harlem. And I got one of the pioneers manifested from Harlem, from a legendary group. Y'all know them as the Disco Four. They made Woo! several hits. You know yes. what I'm saying? They did their thing. When it came to, you know what I'm saying, making things happen in Harlem, the Disco Four did it. You know what I'm saying? The Sapphire Crew, they made, they gave the best parties, man, at the Audubon Ballroom. You know what I'm saying? When you was a kid, man, you went to them dollar parties, man. You was there <laughs> till your mama, till your mama came and got you. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, with my special guest, man, me and him, we we done a lot of shows together. We hosted a whole rare shows together. We used to work with Andre Harrell, a, a Russ artist management. I told you about that. We used to do promotion there and everything. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you the one, the only hip-hop pioneer from the disco for MC Cool G. What up, G? What's up, brother? Hey, what's Glad going to be on, here man? this morning. Oh man, I am so appreciative of you being on the morning coffee with us, man. You know, we go back like Spider Claws and Monopoly boys, man. You know what I'm saying? So I want I want you first first and foremost, I want you to tell our soul motivators before we get into anything. I know I, I talked about disco four a little bit, right. something we did. <laughs> but four. I want you to I want you to, to give a rundown who is Johnny Cool G Green and 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 where you got started. With the the whole hip hop scene, the floor is yours, brother. Well, uh, I, I used to live in Drew Project, and it used to be a man Larry D. He used to be a DJ, and he started us like in the music. You know, we used to go to shows, try equipment and stuff like that. So he started the crew called the Sapphire Crew, and we've been we carrying it on from there. He, he came, Donald D was there, Baby B fast. I'll be all in came out of Sapphire Crew. Indeed, indeed. Now, I want you to, to share your story about the Disco Four. I know, say, the, give the transition, Sapphire Crew to Disco Four, and how that whole Disco Four started. Yeah, because we, we used to practice in the center, uh, Drew. So um, one day, uh, Ronnie used to be there, um, country, we always part of the crew. And we used to go with different Donalds some weeks, we used to sat some weeks out. So we was in there, um, just on the mic, bullshitting, and uh, B Fats had told us to get on the mic. So we created a group. 
It was me, right. Ronnie, Country, and Troy. And how Greg came about, Greg came to live with Troy, and he was always uh, around us. Because he, right. he, you know, he got cool with Donald and stuff. He used to work at AJ Lefty. So he, he's down there, so he just got down. Because, yeah. you know, so we, we call ourselves the, the, um, Disco three effort, disco four effort, disco three effort. The fat boys, yeah. It was something we did, disco four. Because uh, we had a beef with the fat boys or something, something somebody said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they were the disco three. Y'all did, was y'all way before them, though. Tell us about when you guys got started in recording and you know you, you you sign with enjoy records and everything like that you know we had kk rockwell on here and we have uh rodney c on here and you know they started out with enjoy records with bobby robinson also so it's like it's it's, it's no support it's no secret that you know ronnie d from the group you know saying his father was bobby robinson right so, you know what I'm saying so uh tell us a little bit how the deal came about well we didn't know bobby was his father Right. And so one day we were talking, he just blurted it out. And we was <laughs> like, What? This is Paul, why didn't you tell us? We could have been had a record deal. <laughs> word, <laughs> word. You know, so we went to him and he made us work for it. Yeah. You know, we had the auditions and all that and everything. But oh, cool. when we got in there, we, we we you know, worked as hard as we could. We tried to set up uh, make a whole performance, whole like, show together. We used to practice on the street, on 138th Street. Right. On 1st Street. We used to practice in the back of Jewel. We practiced everywhere, man. Right. We just, you know, because uh, that's one thing Fats had told us when we first started. We practice and we practice it'll make you good. Yeah. Because you guys had some, some good shows too, man. I'm going to tell you, you guys would definitely show me and stuff like that. Yo, G, take us through that experience of the Harlem experience with with like Willie Gums and and, and the, you know say because he was the number one promoter. Like he started, you know, bringing uh, uh, the the outside of hip hop, you know, the jams and bringing the jams inside. You know, what I'm saying all all all, all respect to the Willie Gums, may peace be upon him. But uh, yeah. take us through that experience. You know, what I'm saying this whole sci-fi crew and disco four performances, and, and take us. I mean, like take us through. The, the Drew Hamilton, you know what I'm saying, Harlem World, all that stuff. Bring it to us. Yeah, well, we used to play in the parks a lot. So, because, you know, we used to play in the parks and uh, we used to do shows. So, Willie Gums was promoter and Donald used to do parties everywhere. So, he, they got together and they started to do the really thing. The dollar parties every night. Right. And um, once we did that, yeah, we were on the map then. And uh, it, it didn't stop from there. We started doing things. With, we started doing some Mr. Jim and then doing PAR in the Bronx and then doing Harlem World, Randy's Place, Celebrity Club, Audubon Ballroom. We played a lot of places. Man. Right. So right. We started doing our thing and blowing up. And right. Flashing them was doing their thing in the Bronx. We was doing our things here. And nice. Manhattan a lot. So, right. Yeah, and um, it just took off, man. It took off. It really did because, uh, you know, we, we were just like, 
we 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 were into hip hop, but it's like everybody had different things on in my life. Greg was in college. Uh, Ronnie, you know, Ronnie wants to be a a a, a hip hop, you know, in hip hop to chase girls and stuff. <laughs> Troy wants to be a drug dealer. <laughs> so, so, everybody had different agendas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And me, I was I was like an entrepreneur. I was working everywhere, right, you know. Right. I was a houseman. Right, um, exactly. So so that's you know, that's but then so Greg became like the brains of the group. So right, cause right. uh he had the most common sense out of everybody besides <laughs> me now. Now but you know, so he used to book the shows a lot, you know, get get the calls to the shows or whatever. So he you know, by him doing that, he, he kinda like uh he kept us together. Right. Because we, we, we used to have problems, you know, as a group. You know how groups have problems and shit. Yes. Exactly. Shows, have fights and shit in the hotel rooms. I remember one year him and Ronnie talked the hotel room fighting. <laughs> Oh, word, yeah, word. yeah, yeah. They, we had fights and stuff and everything. But, you know, but we, we, it was a spirit, man. Right. Hello, right. spirit, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were yeah. some of the places y'all performed at? Did y'all, you know, I know you said y'all did a lot of performance. Where's the, some of the memorable places y'all performed? The Audubon Ballroom. Nice. Uh, the PAL in the Bronx, Mitchell Gym. The Renaissance. Uh, those are these are places around Harlem, Harlem World. Right, right. Randy's place, Celebrity Club, all the yeah, clubs those are all in the Harlem. Spots. Yeah, yep. yeah. But then we start going out of on tour, different places on tour in North Carolina, South Carolina, you know, Boston, you know, right. uh, places like that. USA Skate Ring in Queens. We did. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and I remember some of those places too, you guys. Remember, I was almost like a roadie with you guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and Kuji and myself, we we hosted many shows like at Broadway International, the rooftop. We hosted a lot of shows together. You know what I'm saying? Because we were just like, you know, we was just like the like a stand up act. You know what I'm saying? It was just it was just like that, snapping on folks and everything. Like, we was almost like Def Comedy Jam before Def Comedy Jam. Right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it was, it was it was all good back then too. And 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 also now, see, I want you to tell our soul motivators the, the how the the entertainers uh basketball tournament came about. Cause it started with you guys, you know what I'm saying? So the disco four Greg, Greg G and, and the Disco Four created the 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 entertainers tournament along with, with, with Robert Gusto Wells. So from the rooftop. Tell, tell, give them a run through of that because you know now it's a famous entertainer's tournament from the rucker and everything like that. But but you know it didn't even start at the rucker. But um, run them through that. Yeah, the entertainer's tournament started by we used to uh, work with Mr. Magic on the radio station. Right. I went to be down there answering the phones and stuff like that. And so the crash crew called in one night and they they was talking smack and Greg was talking smack. Cause they all play ball, you know. So hey. they, 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 they. We challenged them. Or they challenged us to a game. So we said, "All right, we play. Oh, we be a playoff tomorrow, Mount Mars Park." And Mr. Magic, we announced on the radio, and everybody announced today. So we, yeah, maybe a couple of people show up, you know, whatever. 
We got out there, it was like a thousand people out there. Wow. Yeah. Yep. For that game. And I was like, well, that, that was like, we beat the Crash Kilo for like, by like, we beat them by something high or like 40 yeah. or something like that. I remember. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so the next, so then that, that made Greg something clicked in his head. He challenged somebody else. So the next week we played somebody else and then he started making like, uh, you know, Disco Fever play this week and they played yep. somebody else and Crash played, I think Sugar Hill Gang played one day, right. one week. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so he started making it like that. And we was going to call it the Rappers Tournament, but nah. Greg, did a, Greg had a vision right. of right. mixing music with basketball and fashion. Right. right. So so that's why we call it he called it entertainment special tournament. We mixed the three of them together and we got like sponsors. We had record company sponsors. We had uh, a clothing company, we had Pele Pele, we had Love, we right. got Rick Rebox for sneakers, you know, we had um you know, all these different sponsors. We got Pepsi, Mountain Dew, you know, like that, that was my job to get the sponsors. And um, we, 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 we just, like, it was me, Greg, JR, we started it, it, the whole thing because we used to talk and everything. And JR got the first sponsor we ever had. He got that. It was Dewar's label, Dewar's white label. Right. Liquor sponsor, yeah. Right. And, and I couldn't, I was like, damn. So I used to sell ices and hot dogs. I used to get a rent an ices stand and a hot dog stand to pay for the breath. I was a hustler, so I was just finding ways to pay for everything. But they, the, the Mount Morris, we got down there, we were too crowded for so many weeks, and the police asked us if we wanted to move. No, we wanted to move. So we moved to 139th Street, because right. Greg's mother is in charge of uh, Harlem Center right there, the senior center. Right. And we could store our stuff there and have games in that spot. So we were there for, I uh, think, one, two years. And they ran us out of there. Mm-hmm. The police, we had a meeting with the precinct and everything. They had all of the uh, chiefs there and stuff. But they wanted to move us to uh, um, either, we had a choice. We had to go to Ward's Island or uh, Rucker Park. Right. So we took the Rucker Park. Right. Because I remember I, when you guys, well, remember I was there day one with you guys, but when it was in Mark Morris Park, well, so motivated. When he mentioned Mark Morris Park, that's Marcus Garvey Park today. Back, if you're old Harlemite, Marcus Garvey Park, before it became uh, Marcus Garvey Park, it was called Mount Morris Park. So us old Harlemites, Harlemites, we still call it Mount Morris Park at times. I was the spy. It started there. <laughs> yeah. So, and then it moved to 139th Street. Now, what happened at 139th Street was Gucci. Uh, he kind of like that tell about, uh, Dominic Wilkins came. That was the first time the NBA the first. came. Domin- yeah. Dominic Wilkins came, and it was packed to the T. All right, and Dominic Wilkins did a, a, a slam dunk demonstration. It was crazy, and, and the place was mad crazy. So they had to move from there because from there everybody started coming. You know what I'm saying? Everybody started coming from there. It was like, it was just, it was just crazy. So then they had to move to the Rucker Park. You know what I'm saying? So just give them, just give them some, the tip in on, on Rucker and how that whole, you know, the NBA players came about because like I said, Dominic Wilkins was like, that I remember the first one to ever come up to the park, come to the entertainment tournament. 
uh, we, I was, we had Dominic Wilkins because we got a sneaker company called Brooks Sneakers and he put out uh, the sneaker and he was like the face behind it. We had got him that year. But that's when we got some Brooks who went on to different place, different companies like Love. And we were trying to get Reebok. We got Reebok. That's when we started getting the big stars and the big money. Nice. You know. Yeah. Right. So it, then we got uh, Pepsi, like Pepsi, which is Mountain Dew. Same thing. We start, you know, get the big so bucks. The, we, so the sponsors just came to you guys after you wound up, like, when Dominique uh, wore stuff? No, no, no. I had to hunt the sponsor down. I, 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 yeah. I was our job to get the sponsor. So I tell us like, about that. Like, what, what were some of the things you did? To get yeah, well, we made a proposal and we had pictures of, of the players and stuff playing the games and stuff like that the tournament a little history on the tournament so mm-hmm. I would go to companies and pitch it to them nice and them money like you know right because I went to the companies they get like $5,000 to get in there we put the banner whatever but then we started getting big money from Reebok they give us like 25000 Pepsi give us 25000 nice you know so Right, it started being a domino effect. Everybody started giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. Yeah. Yeah, at one time we, we, we had like 13, 14 sponsors. We had all over the place. Banners on the inside, outside of Outside, yeah. Yep, it was crazy. Yeah. We had to, we, 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 we was going to get stopped by the police because they said it's too much. So that's when they started sending on. Um, we had a meeting with the precinct and they sent so many cops down there. It'd be like 30 cops a night down there. Yeah, they cover all the exits of the thing, but they wouldn't work inside the park because right. that was the law, whatever, whatever they do. But it was a great experience, and um, I hope they keep the tournament running. Right, you know, they, like now I went to the game when I was in New York last week, like two weeks ago, and it was like real shaky, you know. Right, and, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, cause I, I know that um, before y'all even in, uh, teamed up with the NBA, it kind of the NBA had no choice to team up with you guys. To be honest, I remember when right. the, uh, the the players first was was playing in the tournament, and and the NBA didn't want them to play in the tournament. And exactly. the players started be like, "Yo, we playing in this tournament, so you got to do something about." <laughs> so they started. We had, yeah, we had everybody. The players would die to play in the tournament. They yeah, were exactly. Exactly. Like, like, Allen Iverson, um, Steph Marbury, we had all. When they yeah. first got drafted and stuff, we had them all. Everybody wanted to play. And, and, and people that left the tournament and, and, and played the NBA, like, um, uh, what is his name? Aston Ray. Yeah, um, what's yeah, his name? Kip, 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 and that's one thing, though. We used to support everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Like right. Dykeman had a tournament. You're right. On um, 4th Street. Sherman, that's, he grew up with Greg and me. Right. Mm-hmm. Lice, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. it's like, but love, it had a uh, Taft Project, had one of the four-stars that might have had a game every week, you know. But we used to support everybody. Exactly. Because there's enough people to go around. Exactly. 
Exactly. It's, it's Harlem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, one of the things I want to talk about, though, Kuji, um, before you go and everything, I want to talk about the rooftop. Because one thing that occurred at the rooftop, uh, you and I and Gusto created the first Rap Awards, official Rap Awards, was at the rooftop. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I remember pitching the idea to you. And going, yeah, man, we should make a real. Because remember, people used to have rap awards on their flyers. It wasn't no real awards. They used to do it around Grammy time and all that stuff. Yeah. Just publicity, yeah. And I was yeah, like, yo, we need to have a real rap awards with real categories and real, the red carpet, the whole nine yards. And and I was just talking, me and you were just talking. And then next thing you know, you went to Gusto. And then you was like, yo, Jazz, we got to meet with Gusto tomorrow. And uh, he liked the whole idea of doing a war show. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and we actually got in touch with, with Andre Harrell. You know what I'm saying? Andre Harrell at the time was was um, president of Rush Artist Management. And we and I remember sitting in the rooftop, putting that whole thing together. I mean, making up the categories. Who was going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember the best dress. Remember you and I argued over who should win the best dress um, um, rappers award? And I wanted yeah. flashing them to win it, and you was like, "Nah, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde should win it." And I, you know, well, they, they the had the suits. But I used to know, but yeah. I used to dress like flashing them with the leather and all that stuff. Right. So me and Kuji yeah. was going back and forth. But then Kuji said to me, "Say, listen, Andre Harrell is bringing all the artists." Right. So let's get it. Yeah. 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 He created said, the politics back like, then. Yeah. Right. I said, "Yeah, you right, G. You right." He's the man. When we was making, I mean, we just put it all together. I remember when the Vavor, who actually, then they split from from that came the Urban Teen Awards. So anybody remember the Urban Teen Awards? They actually get credit for being the first rap awards show. But truly, Cool G, myself, and 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 uh, Gusto, we created the first rap official rap awards. Because even those people, when they came to our award show, they was going, "Yo, y'all real man, y'all like the Grammys for real up in this piece." You know what I'm saying? Because we was we were serious about it. Cause that that Kuji said he was a hustler, man. He knew how to hustle. Uh me and him used to make used to make all the paraphernalia for the uh remember Kuji for the Apollo Theater when um Russ Artist Management had the Def Jam nights at the Apollo? Yeah. And we saw like the fire we saw the, the posters and the pictures and the all that type of stuff, man. We were yeah, just hustling. I, you know what I'm saying? I didn't do all that, man. I yeah, t shirts, all that all stuff. All the shows and stuff and yeah. following yeah. around and stuff. That, exactly. LL Cool J Chain. Um I used to do backstage passes I made. One year I made some LL Cool J backstage passes they look like. Yeah, yeah. Laminate. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 It's a hustle. For real, y'all. For real, for real. Yo, but but yep. but but Cool G, I, I want you to 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 tell us so so motivators. They you know uh uh they say after the disco for you know you know you know the Disco Four did their thing, and then y'all moved on to like doing other entrepreneurial things. Talk about a little bit about some of those entrepreneurial things, besides the, like I said, the rap awards and things like that. Just so, because you because you were involved in a lot of things, even in the fashion world, are making things happen. You know what I'm saying? And that a lot of people don't know the foundation of some things happen, you know come about. That you know, saying yeah. Harlem made it happen, and you were behind a lot of those things. Yeah. I remember I used to work at Broadway International and Leon Bell. Yeah. You remember Leon? 
Yes. Um, yeah. I used to do the promotion and stuff for. So we have, um, we was the first one to have, um, um, what's the name? Uh, New Edition. Yeah, New Edition. We had them with Candy, the Candy Girl. Yep, they first show. Yeah. <laughs> they first, they first New York Edition. show. We yep. brought New Edition to New York, Broadway International. What up? Yep. Oh. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and, um, and we went on to do, we went on to do shows with them. We went on tours. Yep. Just before, years later. So. Yep. Um, and Michael Bivens, he's a basketball fanatic. Him right, and Greg right. is real tight. So that's how we end up playing the Michael Bivens. Um, I forgot what his league is called, but we end up going to Boston. We took a bus to Boston and played them in games and stuff. Right. So, nice. Like, like every summer, you know, we used to go up there. And people used to look forward to it. It's a real thing. It was nice, though. That's cool. That's so cool. Yo, Cool G, I want you to uh, um, tell our Soul Motivate how they can get in touch with you. If you got anything new, man, the floor is yours. I want you to talk about it and uh, just, you know, what, what you're into now and, and what, what's your today's hustle? Well, I'm, I'm just not into much. I'm just enjoying life. Because, gotcha. Uh, God has granted me this life, man, and it's turning out fabulous, you know? Amen. And brother. Um, and it's a pleasure to be here on this show. You even be able to do this. And um, you know, everything. And we supposed to be on some hip hop awards coming up in November. Right. And then, right. You know, and and it, it's just great to be alive, man. But, I got uh, you. I, but I, I I I just been chilling, man, just doing things because everything I do it, it has a purpose, so I'm just following my dreams, you know? Right, exactly. And just trying to, you know. But right. I, I'm right. trying to work on a book, uh, like an autobiography, because I've been a lot of things. I've been a yep. lot of places, seeing a lot of faces. And, and people, it's, it's things about me that people don't know. Right. You know, there's a lot of things about me. Like, it's things that I've done, my family don't know. Right. You know, you know like... You know, it's like that book ready. You know, just hit us up and that's get yeah, that's what I'm, uh, I'm working on it. We talk about that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, me and Jazzy had a little yeah. talking about it, but we gonna exactly. work on it. I'm gonna right. help you with that, G man. I'm gonna definitely help yeah. you with the book and everything, cause cause you got stories to tell. That's why I had to have you on the morning coffee today as we celebrating 50 years of hip hop. Cause I want I want our soul motivation to to know the roots of hip hop and understand yes. the roots of hip hop and the people behind it, how things lead to other things. Cause remember, Cool yeah. G back in the day when we was trying to we was trying to get sponsors and stuff for for the rap awards. The first rapper was and, and Russell oh, yeah. Simmons said nobody gonna gonna sponsor ain't no rapper they ain't gonna sponsor no award show that says rapper hip hop to it so you gotta change yeah. the name and that's how the whole the whole name of of, of Urban Team came about because yeah. Russell came up with that whole thing and look today how how things changed. There's yeah. no sponsor going to sponsor any award show if it don't have hip hop in it now. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> That's hip-hop crazy. A long way, man. Yeah. And, and 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 you know when when we were I was doing it back in the day, I never felt that it would be a fad. I never right. felt that. Way. I thought it was always it's something that was missing. It was something right. that that we had to do. You know, it, it gives us a chance to express ourselves. Right. Exactly. You know, 
know, right. away from um, young black African American or Hispanic or whatever, and getting a chance right. to express themselves in a different way. Yeah. Exactly. You know, tell a story. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody, everybody has a story. Right. That's like saying when you, when you know we have stories, we know that there's more people in the world just like us. So that's why, exactly. you know, people connected with hip hop and seeing break dancing music right away because we all did the same things. No matter if you was from Brooklyn, Bronx, Harlem, Detroit, you know, every right. everybody right. did the same thing. And that's yeah. why we knew in our heart, like Jazzy G always say, we knew hip hop would, would, would emerge. It was just yeah. how it would emerge. It's just like anything else that we're great at. It always goes to the next level. So, yep. That's for sure. Exactly, exactly. So, yo, Cool G, I am so appreciative of you coming on the morning coffee, brother. Yes. And come back again because we're celebrating all year long hip hop and everything like that. So, and, and you know, so motivated. You know, many other Disco Four members are not with us anymore, but B Fats is still with us. You know, what I'm saying uh, Al B Cash is still with us. So. We're gonna bring them all back on here and gonna tell some more of those those stories about you know say the Rennie and the Audubon ballroom and those places. And, and let me tell you something how historical the Renaissance is. My mother used to used to go to dances at the Rena at the Rennie. They used to play the basketball games. Then after the basketball game, they would have the dances. Now, mm. now, now you fast forward to the seventies. They did the exact same thing later on. You know, say with the Sapphire crew. And just brought it back to full circle with right. hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Right. And yep. just to show you how we as as a culture, you know what I'm saying? Say my mother was living that that life as a teenager going there, and then I lived that life going there. And, and that's one of the reasons why my mother allowed me to go to the ring. And my father Your mother probably knew my dad. My she could, right. So she couldn't say so. to me, she couldn't say to me, nah, you can't go, because that's where she went. <laughs> you know right. right. It was all good though, you know. Yep. Dollar parties, you know what I'm saying? And it was like quarter yeah, parties when she was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it wasn't like it is now. You know, nowadays it's crazy out there, man. Yeah, it is, man. It is. You, you, know you, can't, you can't do anything, right? We'll get it together, though. We got to get it together. Yeah, we, we got, got to get it together. You're so right, brother. You are so right, man. Yeah. But I'm so appreciative of you being here today, man. I'm so, and we're gonna we're gonna get that book done, bro. We're yeah, gonna man. get your book you, done. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, most man. definitely. You know what I'm saying? But right about now, we gotta get into the mixes of DJ Nelson the Maestro. He gonna put it on. You know what I'm saying? He gonna give us that disco four sound. You know what I'm saying? Put it on. You know what yeah, get it, so Nelson. So without a doubt, all right? So without further ado, bring it to you, the matchup king, the one and only, DJ Nelson, the maestro. Nelson, are you ready? Oh, yeah. Let's go. You are tuned into Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7. The station with heart on iHeart. Live on the turntable, DJ Nelson, the maestro. We have Thirteen, a progress, and we part of a party not being rocked. Please respond, please respond. We're here, we're here to throw down. We are here to throw down. Oh, ah. We are here, we're here to throw down. We're gonna rock this fucking town. We are here to party. We are running things. 
Radio Talk 24-7, the station with heart on iHeart, powered by Raven International. Now DJ Nelson the Maestro, 
Bring me the funk. Don't think that you're too cool to listen to the beat with the rap about school. Do you people who go to school try to learn the golden mood about science, mathematics, and history? And working towards your GED, but don't you hate when your teacher they go berserk? Give you hundreds of pounds of that homework, three thousand pages you have to read. It's a strain to the brain, makes your eyes bleed. The math is kind of silly 'cause it's kind of know You bring your calculators, use your fingers and toes. Science class will make you want to quit because they think you did the wrong job. Cutting up frogs, operating on frogs, kill a giddy pig, just ain't nothing hard. Everything is true that I have to say, but don't wait, do your homework, each and every, each and every. I, I know it might seem kind of hard, but you must do this for the report card. That's right, haha, <laughs> don't laugh at my rhyme, you get a report card around Christmas time. So don't go to school and cut, 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 cause a real hard head only needs a soft one. I'm Mr. Pitches, say the R-O-Y, to get fucking fucking now, check our lunch time. You're listening to the cool sounds of DJ Nelson, the maestro, on the one and twos, here on the morning coffee, with yours truly, the motivated Jazzy G. That's right, we're here to learn, grab a pen and book and get concerned, don't put your parents through no frustration, just listen to good education, so go, all that knowledge become a brainiac, go to college, don't get mad, don't bug out, don't get crazy, don't drop out. I know your teacher might be on your back, but they only do this to keep you intact. The teacher must keep things in control, they're not there to deal with your fly roll. One or two jokers in the class, but Jim is the only class that class. They might be walking down the street one day, looking like a boss. Need some new clothes, want to get some. Go downtown and they start to scramble, but that's not enough when they start to gamble. Seven, eleven, you win or lose, that's the way it goes. If you go by the rules, in the game, you lose your shirt. You feel messed up and you feel like dirt. And now you're walking down the block, say starving Marvin. You're looking at the store, you think about robbing. Let me take the people, just hold. Your head or in the jail cell will be your bed. Inflation of the nation don't bother me. I mean, I'm destroyed and I'll break peace. So go to school and don't front, front, front. A good education is what you want. What you gonna do? Who you gonna blame? When you find out your diploma never came. We're celebrating 50 years of hip hop. Let me 
he did the drum beat it's an unorthodox pattern he throws the hand clap in it like a really odd time it's not all beat but it's just an odd way that he programmed it and gave it a certain And of course, here comes that beat. You know, one of the first posse records. You know, you had Jekyll and Hyde on there, Fresh 3 MCs, Disco 4. You know, some of the more prominent people on profile label at that time. You know, of course, Run DMC was missing on it. I always wonder, like, what kind of record would that have been? Say punk, it makes the beats that are full of class And I rock the mic with the bands of attached They call me Mr. T, to the funky beat Make a cripple man walk, a blind man see I make a dumb man talk, make a deaf man hear Mr. Troy, disco four, may rap in a career Punk ain't grab the beat and he broke it down I added some words that made a funky sound That's right, everybody, y'all all should know Mr. Troy, punk ain't rock the rhythm, this up They call me Mr. T, say the R-O-Y With the all-stars, it's time to get fly With the F-U-A-K-Y at on the fresh world Top of the world, why don't you put us to a test and we'll prove without a doubt that we're better than the rest. Three MCs in a place that'll never fed. See, we're the fresh three MCs, the funky fresh all week. We're gonna prove it right now in the place to be. So come on, my girl, stop messing around. Girls, punk is gonna rock this short shot sound. So get on the dance, start to dance, because we're here to fill the place. 
with a lot of romance But before we get started, there's a job to be done And believe it or not, it's already begun Now's the time to introduce to you The Pop Funky Fresh 3MC crew Mr. BJ Cooper and Born Unique With a fresh 3MC with the king of the beat The scratch, the bass, the cougars in your face The king of the beats gonna rock the place Punkin's his name, and it down by law Greg G's my name, I represent the four The four I talk about, I guess you know The one, the only, the disco four We put the beat into school, put the whip in the rap When we're at the party, got a heart attack You can tell by our sound, we will go real far Hey world, we were chosen as all stars To prove, to show, the start to disco Make you wanna dance, keep you on your toes To slide, to glide, to hypnotize I'm an all star brother cause I'm so live Keep you rocking to the beat that is oh so sweet Disco for a pumpkin and Greg G Such and beats you hit through the street Sinks through your heart, propels through your feet Off the radio, he's good as gold It's the king of the beat with his all-star show Started with nothing, turned it into something The one-man band, they called the Great Punkin' Disco 4, Mr. Troy, Greg G Next on stage, my man Galaxy You are tuned into Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7 The station with heart on iHeart Craft writers, DJs, breakers, and MCs. Without us, this world would be empty. It's mad books of history, documenting our legacy. Gangs in the Bronx was heavy during the 70s. Black Benji, Yellow Benji, Ghetto Brothers. Thanks to them, gangs in the Bronx stopped fighting one another for a minute. But then they jumped right back in it. Hits orchestrated by the gang's lieutenants. Same time, hip-hop was invented. From DJ Cool Herc to DJ Red Alert. We care less about brand new sneakers. Mesmerized by cool Herc speakers Park jams, a few street fights DJ sound system powered by the street lights B-boys, B-girls came ready Shout out to Crazy Legs and the whole rock steady talking I'm talking hip-hop, hip-hop, Grandmaster Cash, Grandmaster Flash Grand Wizard Theodore, man, they had it on Smash Back then the DJ was hiss. Coke and Rock grabbed the mic first. MC to spit, then the Cold Crush Brothers. Fantastic Five, can't forget Funky Four. Plus one more. Everybody on the dance floor, moving their feet. Wild Style hit the silver screen, followed by B Street. One love to love, Bug Starsky. KK Rockwell and Rodney C. Rap became popular, gradually respected. Sylvia Robinson opened up Sugar Hill Records. The first rap record label getting some cash. Although Big Hank stole his rhymes from cash. First sign of biting, but ain't nobody fighting. Cash took it on the gym, but he's still a titan. I'm talking hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. I'm talking hip hop. Artists, man, they had it the hardest If they was ever apprehended, they'd be facing some charges Shout out to Taki 183 Seen the scheme, set for revolt, case to Undandi Among others, bombing the world with colors If you think graffiti ain't art, then use a sucker Abstract letters turn, twist different ways Three cans of five dollars, I miss those days Hip-hop live from the corner block Fly cat, hat cocked to the back And walk with a bop Used to tag my name on walls, getting chased by the cops Never did prison time I had to sit in the box. I'm talking hip-hop. We're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. It's the morning coffee. Y'all through the motivator, Jazzy G. Here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7, along with my partner in crime, Joe Star. Yo, yes, yo, yes. Chelsea. 
Nelson, yes, you mad. You, hey, he put it on. So good. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop. Hip hop. Oh, man. Nelson ought to dig in the crates. We talk about digging in the crates. Yes. Yo, yes. the maestro digs in the crates, man. <laughs> yo, thank you, I'm thank telling you. Y'all just crown him now, y'all. Crown him now. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? No one digs in the crate like DJ Nelson the Maestro. Nelson the King. Down with the King. <laughs> what? Uh, he do it. He do it. He does his thing, y'all. He does his thing, man. But again, I want I want to uh, thank uh, uh, Johnny Coogee, uh Green Coogee. for being on the yes. Morning Coffee, man. Because yes. yo, man, Disco Four, they they were. Y'all they made know, a mark. Man. They made they mark. They, they make. Oh, uh, did they ever? Yeah, did they, they ever? Fun, yeah. Yeah, we got we gotta have B Fats up here and I'll be cash and everything like that because cause me and me and Al are gonna talk about the time my birthday me and me and his birthday party at the Elks Club in Harlem. You know what I'm saying? That was fun. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But so motivators. Right about now we're gonna get into the show, so our thoughts and wisdom, so hold your hats. All right, sit back and relax. All right. So it's the one and only show star with the day. Thoughts of wisdom. It's time for your thoughts of wisdom with Cheryl Stark. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jazzy G. So motivators. Today's thoughts of wisdom. Memories are the soundtrack of our lives. As simple as that, so motivators. And what that means pretty much is the journey that we've been on so far is our legacy to tell. It's our blueprint and the stories that we look to share with others. So don't ever downplay them because they will eventually be what we're most proud of. So I just want you guys to resonate on that. Memories are the soundtrack of our lives. Back to you, Jazz Thank you, Cheryl Star, for those today's thoughts of wisdom. And you mean marinate. You say marinate. <laughs> yes, I do. Mean you that. said serenade, was, but you meant yeah. marinate, right? I was I was thinking about DJ Nelson the Maestro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still on the music section. I know. I said, yeah, excuse me, know. so motivated. Y'all know yeah. me. I gotta catch up sometime. You know. <laughs> what? Up, you know the old saying: up. "You slow to grow, but you're not slow to be a you know what." <laughs> My aunt used to say, "You're not slow to be a, a ho ho ho, but you're slow to grow." <laughs> As soon as the phone ring, yes, yes, I'll be there. <laughs> but, but yes, yes, uh, you're, you're but, right about uh, that. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, but that I, was just great to have him on. I mean, it, you know, being from Harlem, you and I, yes. and um, you know, we we love hip hop as a as a whole, but we love our Harlem pioneers as well. You know, our That's Harlem pioneers saying. are our neighbors. You know, they're the people who made us proud. Like we have yeah. representation. Yeah, you know, Disco exactly. Four, man, they had some, they had some, you guys got some stories, Jazzy G. I know, I know, I know, because back in the day, man, because I was, I was, I was rolling with them, man, every step of the way, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? I was hanging, matter of fact, I didn't even mention, but what, what, what people don't know, when he mentioned Mr. Magic, right? they are the, the Disco Four and those guys are the original juice crew. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. I remember yeah. that. I heard they were the, that. They're the original that. Juice Crew. It, them right. and the Fearless Four, those guys were the original Juice Crew. You know what I'm saying? But people yeah. don't know. That's before yeah. Shan and yeah. Molly Ma and all of them. Not. The, the original guys that was down with them was Disco Four, Fearless Four, and those guys. We're locking it. Three. We got to get, we got to get, right. Tito, we got to get you on the show, Tito. That's what I'm saying. And, and another thing uh, with, with, with uh, Coogee didn't mention you know, even though the 
the the Funky Four was on national TV first, but so was the Disco Four. There was a show called Joe Franklin. Remember the Joe Franklin show? I remember that show. I right, the W O R. Um, yeah, Joe yeah. Franklin show. Yeah, right. So they were on. Wow, that, that show. was way back. That way was back. Right yeah. now, let me tell you who hooked it up. Rocky Bacano. Rocky Bacano is the one that's created oh, wow. the Universal uh, Hip Hop uh, uh, Museum in the Bronx. How nice. everything coming full circle. So if you want right. to know if Rocky been down, Rocky been down. You know what I'm saying? So wow. from day one, that's what I'm telling you. You know, say he's not just not just. Uh, uh, creator of Strong City Records and all that stuff, right. Jazzy J. I mean, he's been he's, you know, he's, he was he was down on um I think it was W O R back then, Channel Nine in New York right. back in the day. Right. Joe right. Franklin show, and Joe Franklin is actually the first person to have rappers on his show. Nice. You know yep, and his show is like a tri-state show though. So when you when you see the Funky Four, they were the first to be on national TV. Right, you know right. Saying? But but back in the day. Yo, a lot of people don't know that that story though, man. Cause we used to stay up and watch Joe, Joe Franklin at times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's why it's good for us, you know, to you know relive these moments because certain things come back to you. You know, yeah. like when yeah. we were talking with Rodney C, KK, you know, just just reminiscing. So I think it back. Oh man, like it was yesterday. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and for Cool G, I know it's kind of tough on him because you know a lot of those, you know, a lot of them are gone. I hear yeah, a lot of them are gone. Greg is gone. Ronnie's gone. Country is gone. Troy is gone. Wow. Um, uh, um, Jr's gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, man. And we used to have That's so heavy. much yeah. fun, man. We used to have so much fun because because Jr used to live in Saint Nick. In, in the same place you live in. Oh, wow. used to live in St. Nick. So we used to be in JR house, man. Right, having right. Four, man. Having, you know what I'm saying? So it, yo, it's, it's, it's so much fun. There's so many stories to be told. And like I said, you know, my mom, you know what I'm saying, party at the Rennie. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah, like years mom. later, yeah, like, you know, more than, than, than 30, 40 years later, I'm partying at the Rennie. You know what I'm saying? As a teenager, you know, in the 70s. You know what I'm saying? So it's like she was doing it in the 40s and then in the 70s, I'm partying there. You know what I'm saying? And and, and my older brothers and sisters, they did too. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's those historical Yeah, these places. are definitely historical places, yep. Yeah. Bomb, all these places, yeah. you know? That's what I'm saying. And it's like, people don't know, man. Me and Coochie, when you, we used to host shows, man, we set the tone for the deaf comedy jams and all that stuff. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, not trying to take credit for nothing, but I'm telling you, we set the tone. You know what I'm saying? Being me, a part you, of the creator of the first awards, like, you know, what were you guys thinking like that? How is that like, how are we going to put this together? And look how big it's become now. That's what I'm saying. You know? And and it was just a conversation. Me and him was having a conversation. And I was, I was just like, because again, if you look at old flyers, you know what I'm saying? When you look at those old flyers, and you're going to see a lot of those old flyers at the um, Universal Hip Hop Museum in the Bronx right. when it comes about. And, and matter of fact, they got like a tour of it right now. And you'll see a lot of those old flyers. And you'll see it, they say, uh, awards, uh, hip hop awards show. And they have like the the, the, the the Oscar guy picture up there, or the yeah. Grammy picture up there. But that was no award show for real. They just put that up there because the Grammys was happening or the Academy Awards was happening. So they used to promote all that type of stuff to get people's attention. So I said to Cool G one day, I was like, yo, man, 
we need a real rap award show, man. We need a real one, man, where we have categories and we have, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and take it serious and, and have the red carpet and all that stuff. And we were just having one of those conversations, you know, a conversation. Brainstorming, yeah. Yeah, and he just took it to Gusto, man. And Gusto liked the idea, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then Kuzi came back and he said, yo, Jazz, yo, Gusto, you want to have a meeting with us? Because he, he want to do the, 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 rap, the, the rap awards. I said, word, okay. <laughs> and we sitting in the rooftop and we making up the categories. We putting the different people in the categories. We, we doing, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I made all that stuff up, like <laughs> the different categories and, and putting people in the categories. It was just something we just did. You know what I'm saying? And, wow. and it, it was crazy. You know what I'm saying? But the whole thought of it really showed people that this can happen. You know what I'm saying? And when we brought the idea to Andre Harrell, because at the time he was president of uh, Russ, Russ Artist Management. And Kuji and I was working for him. Like Kuji told you, he was a hustler, man. And we used to we used to make the posters, the pictures, the right. t-shirts. We used to do all that stuff for Russ Artist Management. We, we used to hold it down when they used to do the shows and all that stuff like that. So it, it that's what we were doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, he was talking about how the sponsors came about. And how they just you know, just took off from there. When you know, when he was talking about how he got the sponsors little by little, and next thing you know, they was getting big sponsors. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, and, that's and you know funny. Yeah, because you know what's funny? You remember he mentioned Leon Brill, Broadway International. Right. Leon Brill taught us how to do that. He taught us how to get sponsors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he taught us how to get sponsors and everything like that. So the so old Jewish guy just taught us how to make things how to he taught like he was mentioning how New Edition did their first show oh, at, yeah. at, at Bora International. Right. Yeah, you know how much it cost us? How much? $100. Wow. <laughs> wow. I kid y'all not so motivated. $100. They, what, they won the prize? They won the $100 prize? <laughs> nope. What it was, we went straight to the record company and it was a promotional gig. Now, the funny thing Remember in the New Edition movie, and they were saying that. Remember the the, the mothers was getting on the, the manager, right? And right. They keep doing these promotional Promotion shows, shows in New York. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we was the promotional show in New York. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. That is I kid you not. When I but saw the movie, I go, oh. That's, that's really legacy. That's just like everything started, and it is, it's so great that he could come. You memorize it. And um, make it, you know, you could talk, tell the story like it's yesterday. You know, that's why I said our memories are blueprints. You that's know? what I'm saying. That's what I said. That's why I always want to bring people on here that, that lived it. Because yeah. I tell the stories. Because even my kids, right. at, at the time when I, I brought them to, to, to uh, St. Nick Park and everything for Tools of War, and they was hanging out with with, with, with Tito and mm-hmm. Tito the Phyllis Four and JDL the Cold Crush and Rodney C a Funky Four and, right. and, and, and uh, Keith KC a, a Mastodon Committee, which we're gonna have him on here too. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, you know they was just hanging out with them and they all telling the stories and they all like say, "Yo, man, your pops, you know, we should do this and your pops should do that." Da da da. And and they were like, they were so thrilled. They was like, it, it feels like they. Cause I tell them stories all the time when they're big kids, so they was like to hear it from the real people right. that that made that history. 
and they telling the same stories that I'm telling, it made them feel like, wow, that they daddy ain't just making this stuff up. Right. It's, it's coming to life. Like I'm looking at this person telling the same story my father was telling me. You know what I'm saying? Like it really made them feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. And they really start that's when they really started loving old school hip hop. Right. From then on, that's all they wanted to listen to. You know what I'm saying? And you all know, they wanted to listen that's to. what we bring to the younger generation exactly. because you know, we music you know, music was in our household. We, you know, my father was a singer. He had a band. So the band used to come up and, you know, they playing all the songs. You know, of course, they did their stuff and then they did a lot of renditions of other people, right? right. So we used to have music all through the building, you right. know, because imagine a band playing on the sixth floor in the projects. <laughs> people was like coming in, even in the hallway, like dancing to the, because, you know, when you hear music, it's just, and now when we tell those stories, like, you know, when when we were looking to do the Jackson Five, we used to get up like six in the morning. Yeah. Do our practice, eat breakfast, and then go to school. And we tell these stories to, you know, our nieces and nephews, like Rev Kids and Terry tell Maurice her stories. They'd be like, Oh my God, granddaddy had y'all singing at six in the morning. <laughs> and and imagine six in the morning, Jazzy G in the wintertime. It's dark right. as hell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it ain't summertime, you know. We up like practicing, and that was a routine, yeah. you know. And then my father was like, "If y'all want to be singers, if y'all want to be entertainers, these are the things that you you got to train people." So yeah, that's how our kids are. That's why your daughters can hear the stories because they feel like they were a part of it. Because exactly. when, when we tell the stories, we tell the stories with with so much passion that they feel like they were there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and they understand the, where we get our passion and our drive from. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. They, they really understand it. So taking them to those jams back in the day and they were still like in... Because um, when they first was, was doing those jams, the, the Tools of War and all that stuff, my kids were in middle school. You know what I'm saying? So, right. And so I would take them, you know what I'm saying? I think it's like when I started taking them, it was like it's third year, I think they were doing it. And... And wow. I was like, yo, we're going to go up to, yeah, so after school and after after work, you know, on the Thursday, I would, we would get my truck and, and, and head up uptown, you know what I'm saying, and, and be a part, and everybody was there, everybody would be there, and it's like, yo, and it, it just be sort of like, hey, man, my kids, I brought, I brought them up here, so they, they, they learn history, and right. that's what it's about, and they would love it, they love yeah. every bit of it, to live that, to, to, to you know what I'm saying, so something that's passed on. Because yes. one thing that, that even Rodney C. has said, he said that, you know, when you have, they say, the rock uh, grandparents taking their grandkids to, to rock concerts. They're taking them right. to, see, exactly. to see Rolling Stones and stuff like exactly. that. And that's how it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? So so for me to take my 19-year-old granddaughter, not just to see Beyonce, but to go see the Tetris 3 on uh, Old Timers Day right. or something like that, so she can appreciate where all that come from you know what i'm saying so where beyonce even gets it from you know what i'm saying right. and where jay-z gets it from you know what i'm saying so they they actually and they appreciate it even more i remember you know last when my girls were in high school i think that guy is last year of high school we went to see jay-z at, at the coliseum out here in that right. coliseum and jay-z rocking jay-z rocking right. You know what I'm saying? It was just him. And he tore it up. Yeah. But, but it was, but they learned how to appreciate good Good concept. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because they used to that. They used to seeing right. good performances. And when people don't give good performances, they know. They know the difference. 
mm-hmm. you know. But if you're used to these, you know, saying acts that they never do anything good, and that's all you know, you you, you don't know a good performance when you see it. You know right. what I'm saying? That's so, true. yeah. So it, it's you know, but again, it's it's about the foundation and passing that legacy on. And I, and I'm a true believer of passing on legacies. I'm, I'm just right. big on passing legacies on because again. You know, like I, I always quote, you know, Grandmaster Cass. He said, "Hip hop didn't invent anything; it reinvented everything." Nice. That's, that's so true. That's so true. I <laughs> mean, even so with true. the music, we sampled. You know, we took the music from our parents' era, and you know, we made it bigger. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, remember the James Brown songs? Because a lot of the rappers use James Brown, and we already knew the songs. Because we were into James Brown. So right. so exactly. when we heard all the James Brown songs over the music, we was like, oh, that's dope. So it was like reinventing and yeah. making it like, you know, because a lot of kids probably don't know a lot of these singers until they, you know, until they hear the rap songs, the ones that didn't come from that era. And that's when we give them the education. Like, oh, you, you think that's Salt and Pepper song right there? You don't know that's James Brown, such and such. Right. <laughs> you know? Just even Monday, you know, show with, with DJ Dr. Shock, he was mentioning how, you know, he just uh, get his, his father's records, his mother's records, right, and they right. all they all serial <laughs> set and, and, and turn it into <laughs> and be like, you know, super DJing on that stuff, messing up their records and everything. Yes, that's yes. ratchet, boy. They used to get on us, boy. Like you scratching my record, you know what I'm saying? You must be crazy. But, you know what I'm saying, it was just part of what we did. It's like reinventing, you know what I'm saying, and, yes. and making it and making it happen. That's one of the reasons why I had to have Kooji on here today because, you know what I'm saying, I want, so motivated, I want you to understand, you know what I'm saying, the the importance of, of hip-hop. Not just the the the, the fashion right. of it, the, the styling of it, the the charisma of it, the... the uh, the, the trend of it but the why is such a culture you know what I mean and what started what you know what I'm saying I remember I remember uh, uh, when Russell Simmons he had gave a concert had everybody in this concert and um, it was at the Beacon Theater here in New York and uh, they, they took a part of it and, and had it in crust groove so it, it was much like that and uh, it was like everybody you know what I'm saying? From the Fat Boys to the to Houdini to, you know what I'm saying, Disco 4. They all were on this, you know what I'm saying, on this uh, on this bill. And I remember mm-hmm. it was packed. I mean, packed to the nine. And I remember being backstage. And I remember Russell Simmons saying, um, I'm finally a promoter. And to yeah. me, I was like, he was always a promoter. Like, he, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, I'm like, Russell Russell was the man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm rolling with the rush, you know what I'm saying? But he he sat back and saw the whole thing. He was like, yo, I'm finally a promoter. Right. And that led, that show led to what later on became Fresh Fest. Because sponsors and people saw that show. And people with money now was like, hey, this rap thing can work. This this, thing, this can make some money. Let me jump on this thing. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and that's what happened. Yep. And, and, and different things started. And, and you said it earlier. You know what I'm saying? Star, you were saying how 
you know, across across the nation, we were all basically doing the same thing yeah. from our region. And that's how hip hop kind of like went from region to region to region because yeah. we were all doing the same thing, just just the way we were doing it, just that the Bronx gave it definition and yeah. it gave it a, you know what I'm saying? Because in the 70s, in the 70s, they didn't call it, you know what I'm saying? We didn't call it hip hop in the beginning. Right. You know what I'm saying? We didn't we didn't really start calling it hip hop to the 80s. We used the terminology hip hop. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it was B boys. It was tech. Right. It, it was uh, uh, um, uh, DJ. It was MC. It was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it, so it, so those four elements had its own, it had its own identity. And then, and then Bambada, you know what I'm saying, with Zulu Nation, brought it together. Like, this is hip-hop. The universal Zulu Nation, this is hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? And and that's when it gave it its real, true identity. And from there, when records were being made, it was like, okay, this is, this is hip-hop. Yes. And then hip-hop started going. Because, you know, you know, the commercial world called it rap. Because yeah. they didn't know the other elements. They didn't understand it. I was saying rap and graffiti and... And, and you know what I'm saying, and, and break dancing, and that's the commercial names for that. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? We, you know what I'm saying? Rap and, and you know, rap to us was MCing. We didn't call it rap in the beginning. We called it MCing. You know what I'm right. saying? DJing, you know what I'm saying? It was cutting and scratching. It was, you know what I'm saying? Then it was, in break dancing was b-boying. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and uh, graffiti, we called it tagging. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. So it's tagging yeah, with so, the original name, yeah. Right. So uh, right. So we didn't give it, we didn't call it the commercial name until, until later. Right. And 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 because once it was identified as hip hop, then it had those those names to it. But mm-hmm. for us, because it was it was just something we made, something we was doing, something that, you know what I'm saying, we were reinventing. You know what I'm saying? It was a matter of just reinventing and reinventing ourselves at the same time. Because yep. we was going through a, we was going through, you know, we went from from these programs that Jimmy Carter had for us in the in the what they quote unquote in the cities, and then Ronald Reagan came along and just snatched them all away. You know what I'm saying? So we yeah. had to make our way. You know what I'm saying? Because again, and you know the weird thing, like I was saying when I um I don't know if I mentioned it to you before, but I was telling my brother like we were so into music. We was oblivious to the uh, the poverty and the drugs and the, you know the things that was going on in Harlem in the seventies. You right. know what I mean? Like when the riot happened, when we had the blackout and stuff like that. And because we was always playing music or always like in in some type of contest or doing some. Because my brother, you know, shout out to Reverend Islam. My brother just got his credits for Crest Crew. You right. know, you know. Yeah. Now he, his name, he, you know, so he had to get that. And B Street, he, he did. He was in B Street as well. Right. So he said, you know, he finally got that. But you know, that's why I was just talking about in that era. I said, I said, Rev, we, you know, so much was going on in Harlem, but we had no idea because we was in our own little, our own little world. You know. But, but you know, that's a good test to your father. Because no, yeah, I'm, a, yeah, and a strong male father figure makes the difference in difference, the world. Because yeah. even though you guys lived in the projects, you guys right. wasn't up. The Our project. minds was you know was up. Yeah, we was right. like exactly. And I grew up. I grew up without a father, 
and I had older brothers and sisters brothers. that was up right. the streets, so I saw it all. Right. So I saw the drug thing, I saw the violence, I saw it. So I didn't have that protection that you guys had. You know what I'm saying? Y'all right. had a father that had a strong black male figure that made sure that y'all were protected and provided for. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? So at the time, it was it. I didn't have to like with would you say fend for myself because my mother made sure I you know what I'm saying you know anything that I needed was provided right. for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my mom right. worked two jobs to make sure that happened. I even right. went to private school and everything like that. So that she she worked hard for that. But but at the same time I saw a lot of things that I shouldn't have saw as a young boy right. growing up. And, and we so, we saw some of it, but most of it was good times. <laughs> right. But I'm just you saying y'all 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 were yeah. protected. That's what right, were right, protected. right. We had we Where had a shield. I right. wasn't protected. I wasn't protected in the same way that my older brothers and sisters, they right. protect me physically. They, they Nobody messed with me because right, right, right. It, I, mean, I had older brothers and sisters and they was going to, right. right, they was going to do their thing. But, you know what I'm saying, they come upside their head. But, you know what I'm saying, but far as the elements, I saw all the negative and, elements. And you know what was strange about that? Like, you know, because me and my brother talk about it a lot. You know, my dad did protect us. He was strict. But we went to see all of the movies. We saw Superfly in the movie. Right. You know, yeah. all of the movies with the drugs. We saw all of uh, Hell Up in Harlem. Harlem. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those movies, uh, Black Gun, Jim Brown, and all them mm-hmm. three. You know, so we knew it's because you have to put two and two together. It's, it's all good, though, you know. But Nelson is giving us a wrap up sign. And, and, uh, so he's, he's, he's giving us that wrap-up sign, so, so we got to uh, take our deep breath and say our affirmation, protection prayer, and everything like this on this Work It Out Wednesday. But I definitely want to uh, thank again uh, Johnny Cool G Green for being on the Morning Coffee up the Disco Ooh, 4 and, uh, and, uh, and enlightening us, man, and, and talking about some of those you know, back-in-the-day things that where Harlem played this role in hip-hop and everything like that. So, you know, we are celebrating Harlem 50 years. So, so motivated. Let's take our deep breaths and uh, and and uh, say our affirmation, protection prayer, so we can uh, um, work things out the right way. All right. So, breathe in. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Release. Extend. Extend. Extend it. Breathe in. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Release. Extend. Extend. Extend it. One more time, beloved. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend it, extend it. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. It's Workout Wednesday with the motivator Jazzy G. That is your protection prayer affirmation for the day, beloved. You take that no matter where you go today on this Work It Out Wednesday. May it be work, school, or play. Remember, I love each and every one of you. There's not a damn thing you can do about it. They'll stop. Yes, yes. I know what you're doing on this Work It Out Wednesday. Yes, you, you know what I'm doing. You better be hitting that gym, girl. To the gym. <laughs> to the gym. You better be hitting that gym. That's right. You're so motivated. Hey, if you see Star at the gym, That's don't right. just say, I'm a soul motivator. She can get your information. We are saying you a, 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 morning, a morning coffee t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right? 
And uh, Ray Ray wanted me to give him a shout out because he came up to me last Wednesday at the gym. I'm a soul motivator. He said, I don't want a t-shirt, but can you give me your number star? I said, no, baby. You could look up in the sky and see the stars that way. Okay? So don't come up to me for the number. Come up to me, say you were so motivated, and we appreciate you watching the show. Back to you. Hey, Ray Ray, we're going to send you a t-shirt, brother. We want you. Hey, anybody, when we send you a t-shirt, we want you to take a selfie and a t-shirt and stuff like that so we can post it on, on, on our social media and everything like that, right? So you be a number one soul motivator. I'm trying to give him the T-shirt, but he wanted the digits, and I wasn't giving them. <laughs> I feel you, star. I feel you. Hey, so motivators, me, star, Nelson. We're gonna take two steps to the rear and get on out of here, y'all. We love you. Bringing you the new morning coffee with the motivator, Jazzy G, featuring Cheryl Star. She's lovable. She's funny, and sometimes crazy. It's Cheryl Star, the superstar. If you're standing up, sit down. If you're sitting down, stand up. Stand up. Stand up.